Welcome to the Leadership Roundtable, a podcast with Dr. Conway Edwards, where our goal is to help you increase your leadership capacity. Let's get ready for today's episode. Welcome to the Leadership Roundtable, a podcast with Dr. Conway Edwards, where we have the honor of joining you on a monthly basis and connecting with great leaders from around the globe. And we want to encourage you throughout this podcast to pause when you get a chance and go to our webpage, visit1cc.com slash leadership roundtable, where you'll be able to access all the resources and an outline from our talk today. So we are grateful that you're here with us today, and we have a very special guest with us today, Aeneas Williams, Pastor Aeneas Williams. But most of our Dallas fans will remember you as Arizona Cardinal Aeneas Williams. Yes, sir. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm to be in Dallas country, Matt, yes. you know, with Dr. Conway and the family here, uh, the one community family being here, I couldn't believe I went in the grocery store and saw a Dallas Cowboy uh, accessory shop. Yes. I mean, Jerry Jones has taken over this whole place, right? Yes. And he may be listening, so I'm, I'm not going to say anything about Jerry Jones, but he does own probably all of North Dallas. <laughs> yeah, speaking of leadership, you know, as yes. we talk about leadership, I've gotten yes. to know uh, uh, Jerry personally wow. and just understanding what mm -hmm. leadership is about. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you all for having us, yes. and happy Father's Day as well. Definitely, and you are a pastor in Missouri, right? Uh, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, as the, oh, the Missouri. Ma Missourians I'm sorry. Missouri. Yes, yes, I'm sorry, yes. Oh, St. Louis, Missouri, but yes. Uh, my wife and I have been pastoring uh, 14 years now. Wow. Uh, originally from New Orleans, mm -hmm. and it's been a fantastic journey. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've gotten to know uh, Dr. Conway and been able to glean from many of the wonderful things that you guys do and some of the lessons that he's learned as yeah. well uh, while pastoring. Wow. And I, I can just imagine from being in the NFL, all-star, Hall of Famer, to pastor, You've been in a lot of situations where leadership was fundamental, um, and a lot of times there can be vacuums of leadership, and leaders need to step in, and you've been a leader, and we just wanted to chat today about what has leadership looked like for you, and what has growing closer to God looked like for you? Well, one of the things mm -hmm. is, it, it goes all the way back to scripture and discipleship. Mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, growing up, even before I had given my life to the Lord, my parents were great role models. I'm the youngest of three growing up in New Orleans. So when it came down to leadership, one of the great things that I really think propelled me for being a good leader in my generation, in my class, was having two older brothers, yep. dad and moms, and their work ethic, discipline. So I never had to look outside our house for a role model. Mm. So one of the things, Pastor Matt, was to know a great follower has the potential to be a great leader. And that's one of the things I learned a lot um, because I was always the youngest. Mm -hmm. So when my brother graduated two years ahead of me in high school and then the next group were all my close friends, they were one year ahead of me. Yeah. Then when I finally became a senior, I'm now the leader. Mm -hmm. But now I'm a leader that understands what's it like to be a follower. Oh, let me ask you. So what does it look like when somebody's aspiring to be a leader but they don't know how to follow? How does that warp somebody's mind in leadership? Because everybody sees people on the platform of leadership and think, I want to be that, but they don't want to do the hard work of following. How, do, how does that gap mess them up if they haven't followed? Well, a lot of times as leaders, and I know I've done not done well in what I'm getting ready to share with you, 
is having the understanding of modeling mm-hmm. um, and creating an environment that's safe for followers. Oh, that's good. Because there's so much abuse mm-hmm. so many times. It may not be abuse, maybe just challenges that leaders go through, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily share with their followers. The great thing about growing up with my two older brothers is I got to see their warts, flaws, mm. all of those things. And sometimes as leaders, we're not transparent with those following us. So soon as something happens, soon as there is a, a, a clear fault, as we all have, is misinterpreted by the follower. Because at some point, the follower mistakenly thought that the leader was perfect. Okay, we got to pause there for a second. Um, Yes, that is so true because for leaders, whether it's a pastor, business leader, organizational leader, a lot of times we feel like if we don't uphold a certain image, um, then our reputation can't stand. And then if we're not perfect, then we might not have a job anymore. Correct. And when we're under those type of things, it's just a matter of time because that's pressure driven. I always had questions. I played 14 years in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. And people would ask me, say, what was it like to catch two interceptions in Dallas Cowboys Stadium? I had to say this one. I caught interceptions in other stadiums, but I wanted to say Dallas Cowboys Stadium, right? Two interceptions, we upset the Dallas Mm -hmm. Cowboys. People always ask, what was it like to intercept (laughs) Troy Aikman twice in the divisional round of the playoffs? And I always tell them it was just like practice. Because every practice – I caught interceptions, mm-hmm. got to the near sideline, and ran them back full speed. The, the reason why I'm saying it is people ask about pressure, pressure to be a leader. Mm-hmm. I, I, no, I never saw it as pressure. I saw if I practiced to the best I could, mm-hmm. which also included my flaws that my teammates saw, mm-hmm. that when all a playoff game is, all a Monday night game is, mm-hmm. more people watching what I do every day. So it ceases to be where I got to perform and be something mm-hmm. that I haven't prepared myself to be, which include the flaws. That's the that's the great thing about being a pro football hall of fame. I'm in God's grace to get there. I'm not there because mm-hmm. I played all the perfect games. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things is the resilience that when I had a bad play, mm-hmm. that's what grace taught me. A lot of believers don't know how to get over bad plays. Mm. You know, yeah. I like to say it like this: don't let a bad play cause you to have a bad life. Mm. And so really understanding, learning from it, but then moving on, and then being able to also share with somebody that's coming behind you, hey, I've seen this before. We can get past this, but make this change. That's good. So for pastors, um, what I'm hearing you say, the game is you seeing how I practice six days a week, really, on the weekend is you seeing how I've lived the last six days. Correct, yes, which, which also includes, and I want to go back to, because you said there's some pastors listening here, mm-hmm. and hopefully I'll get through this without crying, because I was speaking at a, a conference not too long ago, and I asked all the pastors to stand up. Mm-hmm. And then I asked them, and whoever pastors are listening now, I asked them, I said, how many of you all have been through unusual challenges? Yeah. Like, just unusual things that, man, what's going on, right? And then I read the scripture. Joseph told his brothers the story of Joseph. When his brothers finally identified who he was, Mm -hmm. and he was preparing them to meet Pharaoh, he said, now be careful telling Pharaoh what your profession is. 
because the Egyptians hate shepherds. And when I saw that, and that's one of the reasons he put him in Goshen, because it, it was an abomination for shepherds to be in Egypt. In Egypt. Mm -hmm. So Egypt being a type of the world, I start seeing why the target is on pastors. Mm -hmm. Why would you, why would the world, <clears throat> Egypt, why would shepherds be an abomination? if there's not something that's inside of sh shepherds that could potentially cause major damage in the kingdom of darkness. Mm -hmm. So as a shepherd, I like to share with all of the leaders, all of the people that are part of the congregation. One of the things I learned, Matt, my former two pastors, I didn't pray enough for them. I really didn't. Good. I didn't understand. But once I got in the seat, I understood even more. And when I read that and understood, man, there is something that happens in shepherds mm. that gives us the ability not only to influence the kingdom of, and perfect saints, but really working together with the saints. Right. Uh, you're in Plano. So literally this, this community, one community, but the whole community is impacted by God's kingdom right. because of not just Dr. Conway, but the whole team here. Yeah, so just those things I think about um, when I think about leadership. So going back to being a captain on the football field, yeah, um, I never went up to my coach and said, hey, make me a captain. My coach um, identified the way I work, my work ethic. And nor was I necessarily vocal, let's go. Right. A lot of it, it was leading and getting out front. And I, I think it was General Patton one time, he was teaching about leadership. And he pulled a, he, it was a, a rope that he put on a desk, and he stretched it out. And Matt, when he stretched it out, he said, this is the front, this is the back. He pushed it from the back, and the rope crumbled up. Mm -hmm. He said, this is kind of like leadership. He stretched it back out, and he pulled it from the front. He said, you notice how it stays straight. And that's what leadership is. Not talking about it, but going out front, which includes about the flaws. Yeah. When we do jack it up, when we do mess it up, own it, right? That's right. Because transformation, uh, transparency leads to transformation. Transparency leads to transformation. That's good. And one of the things, I'll brag on my pastor here, um, he, he actually, he makes it a point every week to share with our church some way he's messed up or he's had some drama in his life. And it's become a part of, hey, here's where I messed up. And he'll regularly say, stop laughing at my drama, laugh at your drama. Right. And... Um, He's, he's, he's trying to tear down that image that, hey, we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Because I know when leaders try to carry an image that's not really what's on the inside, they start leaving for, leading from an empty place. And, um, and that transparency, when it's not really there, you can't lead to transformation in others if you haven't experienced yourself. And, man, I just love what you're talking about there because we have to be real as leaders. Now, everybody knows we're not perfect. <laughs> For some reason. Yeah, but, but that's that's the pressure. It's it, it says a thief come to steal, kill, and destroy, mm -hmm. right, Pastor Matt? Yes. It's interesting that the Lord referred to him to the enemy Satan as a thief. That's right. A thief is undetected, mm -hmm. right? So a thief is does take things from you, but mm -hmm. you're not aware of it. So sometimes trying to be perfect is mm -hmm. the thief. Trying to get us where mm, that's good. we're we're not able to have influence yeah. because we're trying to portray that we're perfect. Mm. When I think about Paul's life, the Apostle Paul, and you, many people that's listening, is know all right. a lot of his story. 
in these revelations that he had. But I never just remember reading. He says, among sinners, I'm chief. <laughs> yes, so did. one of the things, he seemed to have finished strong, too. In prison, probably, but he finished strong. Mm -hmm. You know, some people, when they get in difficulty because of the gospel, right. it weakens them. But he continued to write letters, right? But he says, among sinners, I'm, I'm chief. So he seemed to always remember of his frailty, which yeah. seems to always uh, connect him with his need for a savior. It was pretty interesting. Mm, that's really good. And I mean, in those same letters, Paul said, follow my example. And here's the guy who's saying, follow my example. And he's not saying, follow my example of trying to be perfect. He's saying, hey, I'm, I'm the chief of sinners. And one thing, I, 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 I'm, I'm letting go of the past and I'm pressing forward. Yeah. And um, that's a really great lesson. What? Um, Gosh, yeah, that's really good. Um, I wanted to ask you, what what lessons from the NFL carried over to ministry for you? That's a great question. One, to understand the power of teamwork. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. The other thing is understanding that we can't do this alone. Mm -hmm. And every person, every human being that's born, Pastor Matt, starts off totally dependent, mm -hmm. every one of us. Mm -hmm. And if we don't get aid when we come out the womb, we probably die. And, but any parent worth their salt want to raise a child to become independent. But where a lot of times we miss it, yeah. we don't get to the highest level of existence, which recognizing that we're interdependent. That's good. That I can't, even with this podcast, it, it, it really doesn't come forth mm -hmm. without the partnership right. and you asking the unique questions that pull it out. The, the team setting up all these other things. Right. Imagine if a person had to do it all. There's always, there's a team behind this camera that you'll never see, and they're pulling this off. And they get rewards. Yeah. Right? But that goes back to leadership thinking about a lot of times when people are following us, they think that what they're doing sometimes is insignificant because mm -hmm. they're not out front. Yeah. Not understanding as far as God's economy is concerned. The person that's setting it all up is just as if they're sitting. Yeah out mm -hmm. front that's right in terms of the rewards the favor all of those things that come from doing their part in the kingdom yeah and once again in in football uh and in, in in the sport i had to learn i never forget matt i was in a training room one time and a veteran coach who was a hall of fame football player when he played okay. he was also one of our coaches he saw me sharing one of the rookies and I think I was in my 12th year. He saw me sharing with the rookies in the training room some of my nuances, little tricks of the trade. Mm -hmm. He pulls me aside, and he said, what are you doing? I, s I said, what do you mean? He said, you teaching them all the tricks of the trade? I said, yes. And he said, um, man, I ain't teach them that stuff till I got out the league. And I said, well, coach, <laughs> I said, if I put myself here, I probably wouldn't tell them either. I said, but if God has placed me here with this unique opportunity, mm. if they're not better as a result of me being around them, mm. I failed as a leader. That's good. That's good. And you, you talked about teamwork in the NFL, teamwork in ministry. And the NFL, just like in ministry a lot of times, you don't get to pick your teammates, do you? Right. But yet you're still responsible for creating a great team. <laughs> so in church sometimes, I hear people say, my team's not good, my, this leader's not good. We don't always get to pick our teams or the people God sends us, but we're still responsible for that team. So how do you, when, when you've got a team, 
ministry, NFL, church, whatever, business, how do you begin to build into that team, even if it's people you thought may not have been the, you know, your first choice? I know that probably happened yeah. to you a bunch. No doubt. And when I hear that, I, I think about the different personalities mm-hmm. of players and, and some very talented guys, unique personalities. So the other thing learning from sports is how critical it is to understand people. And to understand, take the time, uh, one of the things, even more in our society today, is empathy. Mm-hmm. The ability to listen to somebody from a different perspective. So, for example, mm. um, even though there's a lot of social in, um, um, social injustice, a lot of challenges, right, yeah. in our country, the truth is, even though I grew up in New Orleans, I grew up, um, I never had... My parents never talked a whole whole lot about white people being bad or anything like that. Right. But I, and I never had hardly any encounters negatively, mm-hmm. right? But that's not. I have a teammate who's one of the top lawyers in the state of Louisiana. He grew up in a little small town in Louisiana. He had a totally different oh, experience. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the other thing I learned: you we can't group, yeah. uh, generalize everyone regardless of race. Yeah. It's the ability, even for me, for one of my fellow African-Americans, one of my Caucasian brothers, one of my Jewish brothers and sisters, to listen to them, not with answers, mm-hmm. but to listen to them to find out what did you experience mm-hmm. and not judge it. Yep. Going back to what you talked about in ministry, a lot of times we, uh, we're tempted. I sure, I, sure, I sure have done this. We're tempted to want people around us that's like us. Yeah, me too. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is the, a, a terrible mistake, right? Th- that That's not how the system works. It's the ability when I start learning to understand mm-hmm. that people's perspective, I, I don't even know how. For example, I, you're, you're recording this. So this, this tag is right here. Mm-hmm. Whoever's on this side can't see it, mm-hmm. right? So can you imagine us arguing? As to why can't you see this price tag on here, right? Right. Mm-hmm. As if they can see it. Uh-huh. And that's what we do. And we need to be reminded, hey, oh, this is what you saw. Mm-hmm. This is what you guys were looking at. I thought you and Pasanias were crazy. Right. You're talking about a price tag, and they're yelling it through the camera. There's no price tag on here. Whole different perspective. And that's so create environments where we can hit different perspectives. Because sometimes different perspectives don't speak up. Mm-hmm. They're quiet. Yeah. So, and, and I'm almost sure, Dr. Conway, you guys do this. Everybody in the room gets to have a voice mm-hmm. and, and get their voice validated. Yeah. Because it gives us unique picture, which makes us great. Mm-hmm. Wow. Let me, um, let me ask you a question as we prepare to close. Um, as, we, as we land this, I want to ask you, um, we've talked a lot about leadership, um, a lot about how to lead, about teamwork, about how the, the, the six days of practice just, you, you see that on the game day. But what if there's a pastor here who's just been hurting? Because you talked earlier about when you ask pastors that have been through something, there's a lot of leaders who feel like they've been through a storm over the last two or three years. Sure. What would you say to encourage them before we leave? Well, one, to encourage them to know that whatever they're going through, that we do have a healer, but to also reach out 
and make sure yeah. you share things with people. Because the other thing about shepherds, we have a tendency to vacate mm -hmm. and isolate. When you're sensing to isolate, yeah. do your best to get, connect. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. Yeah. Because a lot of times when we connect with other people, they can lead us when we're not seeing this clearly. Mm -hmm. But I also wanted to share one more thing that I learned from Jerry Jones. That's good. Pers after all personally, that, yeah. After all that yeah. uh, interception <laughs> yeah. talk, we can go back. No, now. seriously, it's it's a it's a leader. It was a leader tip. I was at a function with um, Pro Football Hall of Fame has a uh, a lunch every yeah. a luncheon, Pro Football Hall of Fame luncheon every Friday before the Super Bowl. Wow. So owners, Hall of Fame is all yeah. there, and then people who buy tables, uh, the marketplace. And someone told me, sit, seated at the table, I was right next to Jerry's table, and they said, Jerry Jones is the best salesman in the country. Mm -hmm. So when, when we had a quick break, I went over, I said, I said, hey, Jerry, somebody just told me you're the top salesman in this country. Mm -hmm. I said, uh, I said, what makes, what make you such a good salesman? He said, Nias, I don't go to bed without thinking how the Dallas Cowboy brand, that star, can benefit my partners. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to leadership, what makes great leaderships mm -hmm. is when we spend time thinking about the guys, as I started off saying, uh, and the ladies who are, who are serving That's good. and who we're serving. Mm -hmm. And when I said that, as simple as that sounded, right. it was true. Yeah. And that's what draw people uh, to that brand, and he understands that it's about serving those who are your partners, and you guys do it with the congregation, you yeah. do it with your team here, and and I just sense it even right now with mm -hmm. this this podcast, yeah. and going back to anyone that's hurting, please, please, um, I speak in the space of uh, mental health, mm -hmm. and I came up, the Lord gave me a, a slogan, one more day. Sometimes just give people the one more day. Right. And if someone's hurting right now, that's what I want to say to you, man. Just one more day. Mm -hmm. Reach out. Let someone know where you are. Yeah. Because the power of one more day is the power where God can change mm -hmm. what you're experiencing in that day. That's right. Yeah. God, um, he, he's, he's not through with you. You give him that one more day. Guess what? What he started, he's faithful to complete. And um, I just love what Pastor Aeneas has said here. Um, you might not even know who to go to. That's one of the reasons, if you're a pastor, we have a climb coaching network. It's not just about growing. It's also about being in a room with other pastors who are going through what you're going through. Because you might also be tempted to not know who you can talk to. You need to find some other pastors who are in the same boat as you. Because I guarantee you, the things you're going through, you're not the only one. Man, so many of us. Are yes, challenged. I, I want to use the example. And here's if I, if I can incentivize what uh, Pastor Matt is saying as as it relates to climb and getting together. Here's what every shepherd needs to understand. Anybody that's a shepherd understands, so at least understands the unique challenges. Right. May not understand each other and what they've been through, but each know the unique challenges. It's kind of like being in a pro football hall of fame. They've had over 50,000 guys that's played. Mm. But it's only like 350 of us. Wow. So 
when we have the football, uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement, which will be the first weekend in, I think, August, we have what's called a Rainiski luncheon, mm -hmm. the Friday uh, before the induction ceremony. Okay. And it's nothing but Hall of Famers and then the new class that's coming in that's going to get inducted the next day. The new class do not get to speak in that environment. They don't get to say anything. Okay. It's all the That's Hall good. of Famers in there sharing mm. this unique bond. I brought that up because shepherds need to get around shepherds. That's good. I played, as I said, I see ex, uh, what we call legends, former f uh, NFL players all the time. Yeah. But when I see a Hall of Famer, it's a different vibe mm -hmm. it's a different conversation yeah and that's what happens with shepherds and why it's so important to that's get good. in those environments because we do understand mm. mm -hmm. that's good and we can we can encourage each other and we can rub elbows with each other hold each other up so pastors i that are listening i want to encourage you um Make sure you stay tuned with our webpage because on there's all the resources you can find out about the Climb Coaching Network. It's visit1cc.com slash leadership roundtable. Um, Aeneas, thank you so much. It's been great to talk to you and learn about leadership, learn about some of the teamwork things, and just honored to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. It has been an honor to have you here with us. Now, just want to remind you that all of the resources we talked about today are available online at visit1cc.com slash leadership roundtable. Now, if this has been helpful, leave us a review, go out there and hit subscribe, and more importantly, share this with your team so that everybody can grow. We can't wait to see you next time.